Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, Dr. Rick Wallace here, dropping in on an actual unscheduled uh, video. Actually, right now, I should be on my YouTube channel live streaming uh, my first scheduled video. But I wanted to take time to sort of address uh, a consistent uh, question or statement or implicit uh, idea that normally follows any time I celebrate my wife on social media, specifically on Facebook. You know, I get these uh, indirect, because very rarely do people come into my inbox and ask me or consult me or talk to me about my marriage. Most people that come and talk to me about my marriage that I don't know normally celebrate it and, you know, praises the way that we uh, get along and how much how you see us get along on social media, how we lift each other, how we celebrate is how we actually get along. Uh, it's not uh, some created presentation uh, because to me, living that life uh, is a lot harder than just saying, man, we're going through it, uh, trying to present one image here and living something else and trying to create this balance. Uh, we don't have. Uh, a perfect marriage in the sense of two people being perfect. Uh, hey, Regina. Uh, hey, Isaiah. We, we, we don't have that. What we have is an immense respect for one another, immense appreciation for one another. We don't take one another for granted, and we don't take the relationship for granted. What I want to talk about first and foremost is uh, those who have followed me or around for any amount of time know I take the time to celebrate my wife. And she does the same thing on her page. Uh, but I definitely take the time to celebrate my wife on a regular basis. And I do so out of appreciation. I've told you before, my entire life is built on gratitude. And I wake up in the morning and the first thing that I do is I establish a mindset and a heart of gratitude. How uh, I'm going to go through, whatever I got to go through in that day is going to start from a heart of gratitude. I don't care what it is. It starts my day with a heart of gratitude. And the way that I do that is I wake up every morning and I give myself three reasons that I have to be grateful. The first reason is always the woman that's laying on the left side of me when I wake up. The first thing I do when I wake up, she's still asleep. I look over and I watch her until I see her take her next breath. When I see her take her next breath, I am grateful. Uh, that's another day that I have to show her how much she means to me, as well as experience her warmth and how she deals with me and treats me and everything else. Uh, this isn't about romance. This isn't about emotion. This isn't about perfection. It's simply about understanding what's in the moment and appreciating it. Uh, and I'm going to get to this, but uh, what I've gotten a lot of is, you know, when you big up somebody like that, and it, it, it's amazing, it's really sad, but it, it's amazing how many people think of that way. When you start big up in somebody like that, what would you do if one day y'all broke up? What would you do if one day she did something horrible and hurt you? What would you do one day if, uh, and how are you going to go back and explain it to all these people you just big up and, and celebrating and, and doing all that stuff for? Uh, uh, and, and, and my, here, here, here's my explanation and answer to that question. Not that anybody that's asking that question deserves it, but maybe I'll give somebody a perspective into how relationships work and how true love works and how I view love and how I handle my wife. Okay, 
I've been married twice before my wife and they, they collapsed. They fell. Uh, I have good relationships with both my ex-wives, so I'm not going to go off into and say anything. But what I'm going to say is they failed. So what that taught me was that you just can't go in with your eyes closed and say, man, it's going to work. I'm going to be married forever and everything's going to be great, 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 great. Life happens. People grow apart. People find out that they aren't, you find out they aren't who they say they are. So many different things can happen that will send a marriage into a dark place and cause it to fall apart. I learned that. So between the breaking of the, the second marriage and the beginning of the first, I went through a period of 12 years of just research and study, getting to understand myself, getting to understand what drives relationships, what was really true love versus what the, 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 the idea of romance and emotion has brought into the equation, what responsibility and covenant means, so much. So when you see me celebrating my wife, it's not with an idea that I 100% know without a shadow of a doubt that nothing's ever going to go wrong and we're going to fall apart. What I know is what I have now deserves to be appreciated. And I appreciate it at a level that says there's nothing inside of me that doesn't appreciate you. I, it's not my appreciation for you. is not based on you being perfect. It's based on the warmth you give, the, the trueness that you bring to the table. It's based on the fact that I can see uh, my reflection in you. I was once told by a man that I still have a lot of respect for, uh, and a lot of you would know him. He's a pastor at a, a pretty big church here in Houston. And he, he told me, I was asking questions about some other guy that we had just came in contact with. And, and I said, what do you think about him? And his response was, I don't know yet. I haven't met his wife. And I was like, okay, explain. He says, you can determine or discern the character of a man by observing the continents of his wife. And I'm like, wow. He says, if you want your character reflected at its highest level, then you must be first and foremost a husband at home before you're a businessman, a preacher, a, a, a spiritualist, whatever it is you're trying to be. You can't be that until you become a husband to your wife. And see, because that's going to reflect. People are going to look at her and know who you are. And so my appreciation is that I can see my reflection. I can see when, 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 when I look at her and how she looks at me, I can see my reflection of what I'm trying to become, not just to her, but for her. I can see it. So it, it, it's a reason to be appreciative. It's my thing. Is, and then I, I've had people say, well, what, 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 you know, how are you going to feel, you know, if it, if it don't, you know, if, if it don't work out? Well, here's how I, I feel now. I feel that I've been blessed. I've been gifted that I have something uh, extremely special in front of me. And I planned on spending the rest of my life showing my appreciation and building it and making it stronger. If for whatever reason, because I've grown and I'm mature enough now to understand life don't always deal to you what you want. If for some reason something goes dramatically wrong and, and it doesn't come out the way I foresee it coming out, it does not change what I'm experiencing now. And the problem with so many people is that they can't appreciate what they have now for the fear of what might come. 
people can't say I love you and there's nothing I won't do for you because they are worried that down somewhere down the line they're going to be made to look like a fool. The way I love this woman and the way this woman loves me, there's absolutely nothing that will happen in the future that will make me feel foolish. I understand things happen. I don't believe that anything is going to happen to that extent. I expect there to be challenges. I expect anything worth having comes with challenges. I'm not worried about the challenges. I'm worried about the realness. I'm worried about the authenticity. I'm worried about the genuineness of what we're experiencing. And what I will not do is have lived my life in one of the most joyous parts of it and not be able to celebrate it because I'm worried about what might come. That's a problem. I, 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 I don't have a crystal ball in front of me that can tell me without a shadow of a doubt, without any possibility, there's never, ever anything going to happen to this marriage. What I know, understand is that's not how life happens. That doesn't require faith. That doesn't require an absolute commitment. The one thing I can tell you is the reason that I celebrate her the way I do is that I will never be guilty of taking her for granted. See, if I start to take her for granted, if I stop celebrating her, if I stop big upping her, if I stop talking about how awesome I see her, it'll show in the way I deal with her. It'll show in how I handle the challenges. And I never say that our marriage is perfect. We have our challenges, but we operate in a place where it's never coming from any ill will towards one another. We're trying to learn one another. We're trying to understand one another. We're trying to build something. And sometimes it gets caught up. But I'm never at a point where I'm looking at her saying, she don't care about me. She don't love me. She know, I understand. And you got to understand the dynamic. Anytime people come together and life has happened into them over the course of years, they bring some stuff with them. And you got to work through that. And so I don't expect perfection. What I'm doing is I'm experiencing something that I never experienced in the past. And I'm celebrating it because it's rare. And I'm trying to be a model to men that it's okay to love your wife openly. It's okay to speak highly of someone that you have called and your mate and your partner and your and your princess and your priest and your king and your queen. It's okay to sit up and say, I love you. I'm trying to teach little boys through Black Man Lead that, 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 that you have to learn to appreciate the woman for who she is. You gotta learn to see the beauty beyond what she has on the surface. You gotta learn that there's something on the inside of her that you need to fully be you. There's a there's a birthing on the inside of her that births greatness in you. You gotta be able to tap into it. But it comes through appreciation that creates an environment for her to be who she is. I will not live my life in any area and definitely in the way of my marriage. I will not live my life in any area where I can't be fully who I am now because I'm worried about what's going to, I'm going to deal with what's coming tomorrow when tomorrow gets here. I'm going to do everything I can to be as prepared as I possibly can be in order to deal with it. But I'm not going to sit up and be inactive, not going to sit up. I'm going to big up my woman as much as I like. And, 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 and what she'll actually tell you is some of the moments that I came out and big upped her in the biggest way was some of the times that we had just bumped heads. 
See, that's what love is. See, love isn't when you when somebody's doing everything you want them to do, how you want them to do it, when you want them to do it, and everything else. Love is sitting up and understanding the commitment. Love is understanding uh, uh, what comes with the responsibility of connectivity, of becoming one, of being shaped into something that's so much synergistically powerful than any one of you can be as an individual. It's that. And so you have to understand sometimes that this is more than about me. It's bigger than me. It challenges you to be uh, uh, selfless. Gary, Gary, uh, uh, well, oh, man, lost this, uh, man, as much as I mentioned this guy, Gary Thomas. Gary Thomas in his book, Sacred Marriage, brings a big, uh, big point to the point, whether you're Christian or not, it really doesn't matter. What, what matters is the understanding of how a relationship of that intimacy, uh, uh, of that level of commitment, how it should operate. And Gary Thomas in his book, Sacred Marriage, asks at the beginning of the marriage, he asks, what if God's purpose for marriage wasn't so much to make you happy as it was to make you holy? Now, if you break that down and you take the religiosity out of it, what is it saying? Marriage is the place where you're going to be challenged more than any other place in life to be selfless. You're going to be challenged more than any other place in life to be patient. You're going to be challenged more than any other place in life to see the bigger picture beyond your feelings, beyond what you want. If there's something greater, because in this marriage, kids are going to come out of it that need you to instill in them and inculcate into their psyche values, interests, and principles that will guide them into greatness. And it comes out of the institution of marriage, and it demands that you be more committed to the success of the marriage than you are to your feelings. At the true nature of it, at the truest level of of, 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 of what I feel and how I operate in my marriage. When I wrote my fourth book, When Your House Is Not a Home, it deals with conflict in a marriage. It deals with the need to understand one another. It deals with so much. But when I, when I was researching and I was writing that, it, it brought me to a place to understand that it's bigger than me. It's not about me. It's about so much more. It's about uh, an ability to see the bigger picture the responsibility beyond self. And so when I celebrate my wife, there's never the idea that at some point it, well, it won't work. I never entertain that idea. But if it doesn't, if it doesn't, it doesn't change the blessing that I'm experiencing now. And it would be a shame to sit up and not celebrate this awesome thing because of what might happen. And here's the thing, when you understand energy, when you understand quantum physics, you understand energy and how God designed this universe to work, what you understand is when you start thinking about what might happen and that what might happen is negative, it brings you down uh, uh, a certain, certain number of frequency levels and it lowers your vibration and it creates this, 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 uh, resonating force in which the negativity that you are now experiencing based on this idea or presumption or assumption of what might happen. Now you're thinking negatively. Now you're behaving negatively. Now you're actually creating the reality you fear because you're entertaining it. That I celebrate my wife 
because she deserves to be celebrated because of who she is, of because, of, because of what she's become, because of what she's overcome, because of all of those things. So much in her life should have took her out. I get to be a part of what she's becoming. She selected me and to, to be a part of it. I selected her to be a part of who I am. We made a commitment. And, I, 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 and the thing is, here's something else. And it's a little of, of things. Stop talking your marriage business to everybody. Stop talking your marriage business to and definitely not to somebody who's not married or has a negative view of marriage or of people of the opposite sex. You shouldn't be spending time around people who have a negative view of something you're trying to build. That doesn't even make sense. But yet you're out there talking about something because you're mad in the moment. You're upset in the moment. And so you go talk to your boy or you go talk to your girl. And, and, and of course, they ain't where you at. A lot of them, a lot of them jealous of where you're at. And so I wouldn't take that. Dude, that's stupid. Why are you dealing? My thing is, I've got one friend who's a mentee and a friend, somebody I absolutely trust. And he'll tell you, I am not going to sit up and dog my wife in front of nobody. I tell her sometimes, man, it's rough. But when I come to him, I come to him like, tell me what am I doing wrong? That's the way I come. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. I'm always going to look at it. If I'm the man, if I'm calling myself the head, if I'm calling myself a leader, a king, then it's the, the, the buck stops here. The buck stops with me. If I'm calling myself a king, it stops with me. So I don't go talking my business about whatever's going on in my relationship with people. And when there's something I just got to get off my chest, I go talk to this one person. He's proven to be a friend. He's never talked me wrong. He knows how much I love my wife and care about my wife. And it all conversation always starts at what the heck am I doing? Not what is she doing? What am I doing? Am I setting the right environment to create what I want in my marriage or am I finger pointing and I'm never going to get it from somebody that's not experiencing it. I'm definitely not going to get it from somebody who can't stand the opposite sex. I'm not going to get it from somebody who has no good view of marriage. So what I do is I trust my love and my commitment to my marriage to sit up and be invested beyond my feelings. So when you ask or you sit up and you, you know, you go post somewhere else and, 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 or what else? And, and, and you're sitting up and it's, it's a joke. You know, you're sitting up and you're celebrating your wife and you're doing all this. Here. What if this happened? My thing is, I'm not going to not celebrate my wife based on what, what might happen in the future. Plus, if I stop celebrating my wife, I start taking her for granted. The behavior and everything that comes out of that will guarantee the wrong negative idea I have about the future becomes the reality. 
I have to celebrate her. It's not about what's going to be in the future. It's about what's now because it's a bunch of people don't get to experience what I get to experience. It's a bunch of people don't believe it's even possible because of the society we grew up in. And I am going to celebrate her every chance I get. I'm going to love her and I'm going to believe that this thing is going to last forever. But what I'm going to say is for some crazy reason, if it doesn't, it doesn't change the love I'm experiencing now. It can never take that away from me. It can never rob me of it. It can never change it. What I'm experiencing, I see it for what it is. It's authentic. It's real. We're experiencing it together. We're growing together. It's not something, you know, my thing is everybody's acting like they're afraid to celebrate their wife, their husband. You know, uh, shoot, you know, man, it's, you know, it's good now, but what? I'm not worried about the what if. I'm believing everything good is going to happen. I'm holding a high energy level, a high frequency, a high expectation, because I know that God meets us at the level of our expectation. The universe is going to meet us at the level of our expectation. Life is going to deliver where we have our expectations set. So I'm not thinking about what could go wrong. I'm celebrating what's right, and I'm trusting that it's going to get better, and I'm going to consistently do that. Number one, she deserves it. I wouldn't be with someone that I couldn't, at this stage in my life, if I can, I don't believe you're worth celebrating, it's a waste of time. There's so much I have to give the world that I'm not going to pour into something at this stage in my life that cannot ride with me and I can't uphold and they can't uphold me. So for everybody that's got these ideas of, you know, man, you, you big up in this person, man, don't let me see that y'all, bro. Whatever happens tomorrow, we'll deal with tomorrow. I'm going to celebrate my wife because she deserves it. I'm going to lift my wife up because she deserves it. And, 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 and this is, I, I, I mean, first of all, when I, say, when I talk about love and I'm talking about my wife, it has nothing to do with romance and emotion. You know, I, I, I try to pull a little romance out every now and then. I get the side eye, you know, because I'm probably not as romantic as I should be and, and, and can be. Something I'm willing to work on because that's what it's about. It's about work. It's about growing. It's about changing. It's about getting outside of your comfort zone. When I talk about love, it, it, it has nothing to do with how I feel. It has everything to do with what I saw in her that drew me that said I'm willing to give myself to this thing called marriage on a covenantal level, meaning that I'm in contract with you and that we're going to do this thing together. And so when I think about it, there are some times I'm in my feelings. There are some times I'm like, this is some BS. And I am never going to sit up and do something stupid or pull away. Now, I might have to take some time to myself to get out of my feelings, but I'm never going to mishandle it. If she's used to me holding her at night, I'm holding her at night, uh, no matter how it is. Uh, whatever she asks me, say she needs to do, I'm going to go do it. I'm, I'm going to do what I'm responsible for doing, no matter how it feels. Now, what I learned from this, this is embodied cognition. What I learned from this is when you start doing the things that you're responsible for, even when you don't feel like it, you start feeling like it anyway. It's amazing, and I teach people this in, in, in what I do in my work. Sometimes you're just not going to feel like, sometimes you're not, sometimes you're just having a bad day. Sometimes they do something in their thing without ever realizing they do it, and you take it the wrong way. And now you and your, but the thing is, do what you're supposed to do anyway. And what you'll start to do is you start to feel it. Because in doing what you're supposed to do, you're reminded why you committed to do it. 
And it wasn't because of the little one thing that didn't go right. It was for all the things that went right. All the things you see in that person that makes you go, I won. And see, every day I wake up in the morning and I look over and I see her take her first breath. I say, I won. So that's number one. That's the first thing I'm grateful for every morning I wake up. I'm building this platform of greatness and gratefulness and appreciation and gratitude on which I'm going to build the success of my day. It starts with her. Why wouldn't I celebrate her? She means more to me than anybody else's opinion out there. So I'm not worried about what people think of, of their opinion. I'm not sharing this because I'm worried about your opinion. I've been saying what I've been saying about my wife before we got married. What I'm sharing it for is that somebody's out there trying to figure their way through this. And the whole idea is to sit back and pretend what you have isn't worth celebrating because of what might happen in the future. You don't realize you're almost guaranteeing that it will. If you can't show appreciation for the greatest gift that you have, that lack of appreciation will eventually deteriorate into contempt. And once you have contempt, it's just destructive and toxic. It's hard to breathe in the relationship. So I had to touch on this. This, like I said, I should have been over on uh, my YouTube channel dealing with something else on the scheduled uh, uh, streaming that I had set up over there. But uh, it's just after I had posted my little celebration of, you know, of Marion, uh, you know, I just get these little uh, things where people are always, you know, saying little things. And it's not just me. I see people say, like, you know, when they see somebody, you know, well, if you uh, celebrate this person now, what if this happened? What if that happened? And I'm like, who thinks like that? First of all, and you're wondering why you're having so much problem, so many problems and so much difficulty in your life. You've got this assumption of negativity. Remember, God meets you at the level of your expectations. You start expecting something, you're going to get it. You're creating a reality that you don't like by focusing on what you don't want. I never, ever sit up and think about my marriage not working. And if something crazy happens and it doesn't, I still lived however many years it is when that, if that happens. I still live the most beautiful years of my life with this woman. And no, nobody can take that. No, absolutely nobody. And so I don't, I'm not going to sit up there. I'm going to keep loving her as hard as I can to try to make sure that I never have to experience my life without her. That's how I'm going to live. And that's the same way I commit to anything I do. So why wouldn't I do this with the thing that matters the most? It's amazing to me that people sit up and literally think like this. It's amazing. It totally blows my mind that people can't see people celebrate something in their life without finding a negative in it. Have we deteriorated to that point? Like I say, when I'm working with little boys, with the Black Man Lead program, I'm working with kids, period. The one thing I want them to see in me is the appreciation I have for my wife, the respect I have for my wife, the way I treat my wife. Because it starts there. You can't be successful in life and not have a way that you're treating your wife. You might win for a while. You might get over for a while. But when it comes back on you, it comes back on you heavy. I just want us to understand the importance, first of all, of the institution of marriage. The more that we have scorned marriage, the more we have seen our society deteriorate. 
we have seen the inability to sustain family without first there being a strong marriage. Marriage is the foundation on which family rests. If you don't have strong marriages, you don't have strong families, period. And it's so many other things that fall apart when the marriage isn't solid. We've got to look at what causes the deterioration. We love to talk about, man, I remember when, and this, this, this world is this now, and this, you, but we don't want to answer, we don't want to ask and answer the questions of why. Everybody hates everybody now. Everybody's got this cynical uh, attitude about anything that could possibly be anything worthwhile. It's easier to see the negative than it is the positive. It's easy to see the negative outcome rather than build a positive one. My wife and I put in work. There are a bunch of awesome days, and then there are those challenges. And I would argue that those challenges are the big character building moments of our relationship. It shows just how committed we are. I don't see them as negatives. I see them as necessary. And so I am going to celebrate her. I'm grateful for her. Yes, I love her poker too, that outward beauty uh, that draws me, that first got my attention. But what kept me, like I said, when it comes to black women, poker is easy to find. Black women are just beautiful. This ain't no shot at nobody else, but I'm talking about what I know. Black women are absolutely gorgeous in all shapes, sizes, and colors. So it's not, it's not hard to come across an attractive black woman. What you have to look for is what can she pull from you? What can she bring to you? Where can you find space with her from what she has on the inside? Yes, if she's any age, she's been through some points of brokenness because the world is real cruel to her. But when you can see that she had the wherewithal and the sense of purpose to withstand it and come out of it and still growing, then that says, hey, let me pay attention. And my wife will tell you, and after this, I'm done. My wife will tell you, we never dated. And that's something I wrote about in my book, uh, When Your House is Not a Home that dating does not increase. Dating for so many years, uh, whatever you want to call it for so many years before you make a commitment to get married doesn't increase the chance of the marriage lasting. It's not about how well you know each other. It's about what, about how well you know your purpose, how well you know your faith. If you're a faith-based person, how well do you know God? It's not about how well you know that person because the person you know now that you dated for three years, that person that you know after three years won't be that person next year. So what happens? You're going to constantly grow. It's not about that. And I found in my research when I was writing, When Your House Is Not a Home, people who actually got married sooner or closer to the date they met actually, as a general rule, had longer marriage than people who had these long dating relationships and, and, and uh, engagements. See, it's not about how well you know a person. It's how committed you are. And we didn't date. We met. I worked with her on a professional level, so I got to know her character. 
but we didn't date. We didn't. We weren't intimate. We didn't even play with each other on a flirty level. She was here. I was. I was working with her as a counselor. We did. I think she went her way. She grew, expanded more. The next time she came around, I re already remembered the character. She came around, and this time we didn't have any professional uh, responsibilities as far as dealing with each other. And I told her, "Hey, I want to marry you." Here we are, years later, been married, and still building. It's commitment. It's always been commitment. Romance didn't even enter into marriage until the 13th century. It was always about commitment. It was always about responsibility. And then we made it about feelings. So now everybody get their feelings hurt, they break and run. And so with that being said, I'm going to get off of here. I didn't even plan to go this long. I just kind of wanted to address that because it was blowing my mind that people thought like that. And my thing is I am going to be unapologetic in the celebration of my wife. And, it, it, and I'm never, ever considering anything but enjoying her company and her presence. And whatever happens in life that may disrupt that, I'll deal with it when it, if it comes. You know, my goal is uh, to live a good, strong life and leave her as well set as I possibly can. Way down in the future, though, way, way down. Uh, you know, I don't have any uh, desire to see her perceive me in death. Other than that, anything else that happens in life, I'm ready for it. And so my thing is, and I'm encouraging all of you, love one another. Now. See, see life in general in a way to look. Stop finding the negative in everything. Because it always can. You, you've probably seen people, and, and, and you've seen them. Every last one of us have, where you got a person, they are naturally sad, or they are naturally angry, or they're naturally negative. And the sad person, no matter how happy of occasion, will find a reason in it to be sad. They've literally trained themselves. They condition themselves. Even in their body, their body keeps the score. Your body has so much, your body will demand that your brain find something that gives them that feeling that, they, that it's used to. Your body has a certain feeling, a certain chemical release that creates a certain feeling in their body, in your body. Your body has a certain feeling that you have when you're happy, when you're sad, whatever. And if you've spent enough time being sad, your body's used to it. Your brain is saying this is not a good place, but your body's demanding it. It's the same thing with chemical addiction, but it's in feelings that have chemical balance in the body. Same thing with anger. You're not happy if you're not mad. People who have this problem with anger are not happy if they're not mad. Same thing with somebody that's negative. You ain't happy if you can't find something wrong with something. Find the thing that, that is worth celebrating. Find the thing that brings joy. Find the thing that makes you smile and search for it. Because what will happen is you start feeling that feeling of joy, of elation, of happiness. That same addiction will take place and your, your body will start demanding that your, your brain find reasons for it to feel the way it feels. That's your choice. With that being said, I'm going to get out of here. Appreciate the people in your life. Appreciate the people in your life. Show celebration and joy. With that, I'm going to get off of here. 
I absolutely appreciate you guys for standing by. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope that what I shared moved somebody. But again, I'm going to love my wife unapologetically uh, with every ounce of me, period. That's it. I'm out.